Ready? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our December meeting of the Trans Bay Joint Powers Authority. I'd like to call our meeting to order, and uh, it's hard to believe that 2023 is coming to a close. Yes, it is. And 2024 <laughs> is right around the corner. So um, let's celebrate December and let's take care of business today. So, Neela, can you call the roll, please? All right, prior to calling roll, I'll note that Director El Tawansi and her alternate Director Ambule are absent, and uh, Director Tumlin is en route. With that, Director Forbes? Here. Forbes present, Director John Baptiste? Present. John Baptiste present, Director Lipkin? Present. Lipkin present, Director Syed? Present. Syed present, Vice Chair Mandelman? Present. Mandelman present, and Chair G? Here. G present as well. Uh, directors, we have a quorum. Shall I go ahead and call your next item? Please. All right. Director's item three is communications, and we would like to note the process for members of the public to make public comment. Members of the public may comment on the meeting during public comment periods in person or remotely. The call-in line is provided as a courtesy, and its availability may be disrupted due to technical difficulties or otherwise. In-person public comment will be taken first. Remote public comment will be taken after. The public comment call-in line is printed on the agenda, and dialing instructions should be scrolling at the bottom of the screen on SFGov TV. Um, with that, are there any other communications? Nope. All right, seeing none, we'll go ahead and call your next item. Item four is the Board of Directors' new and or old business. Not aware of any? Nope. All right, seeing none. Item five, Executive Director's Report. Good morning, Directors. Happy holidays, and uh, nice to see you on our last meeting of 2023. A couple of updates uh, before we come to you with hopefully some exciting news on FTA advancement and funding and procurement early uh, next year. So um, at the Transit Center, it was nice to see many of you at our holiday lighting on Friday, where our chair, vice chair, uh, and many of those here today were uh, present to light up the park for the holidays. We had a group of children help pull the lever and a fantastic band and uh, a nice evening to kick off a festive uh, event in the park. The lights will stay up through the remainder of the season, so we invite everybody to come uh, see the festive lights 60 feet up in the air on the downtown skyline. It's, uh, it's quite a nice sight. Um, as, the, as Caltrain electrifies their service next year, a big milestone for 2024, um, one of the things we were happy to debut in that lighting was a new electrified train decoration um, <laughs> in the park, um, and which was a great place that you can actually board the train and we saw a lot of families taking their holiday photos there which was a, a nice uh, feeling so um, it's uh Ari Walsh will have some photographs uh, as part of the director's report. We're also um, happy to report that we gave a tour for Sam Trans, who was interested in a potential bus bay on the bus deck uh, with a new route down the peninsula. This is a, a great addition to the center, bringing them into the building um, and would be a sublease from AC Transit, assuming they can uh, reach those terms and bring service in as soon as in February. So something to look forward to. Um, on the security front, we're happy to announce that the TJPA was selected um, by, to host a transportation security tabletop exercise through their intermodal security training and exercise program known as ISTEP. Um, there will be no disruptions to services or operations at the, uh, at the park, um, but we're excited to be collaborating with TSA to enhance the preparedness and security measures at the center to benefit the riders in the community. On the DTX, the portal, uh, we continue to advance in the Federal Transit Administration's Capital Investment Grant uh, Program, and you'll hear a little bit today. Uh, we expect to see, receive the formal rating and be entered into the engineering phase uh, this winter, probably in the January, early February timeframe at this point, um, which will make us grant eligible and, and advance us into the next stage of that process. 
We're continuing to seek funding of all sorts, um, and I want to take a moment to congratulate our partners at the High Speed Rail Authority for a very large announcement just last week um, as they received $3 billion from the Fed State Partnership for Inner City Rail, um, which will help advance a number of things in the Central Valley, including the procurement of their first train sets. Um, and, you know, it's a significant uh, sense of uh, confidence in the agency from the federal government, um, and, and hopefully we'll uh, see their trains arriving here in, uh, in our building in the in the near term so um, as part of that grant award there was a five hundred thousand uh, dollar corridor identification and development um, award which named the the portal project and will help develop a scope schedule and cost estimate for the service delivery plan so um, good fun good uh, announcement there for the project um, we, uh, we also applied for this grant program. It was a $97 million grant program. It was uh, for intercity rail, as the application suggests. So it was for some of the design work for high-speed rail. Um, and we were not successful in that application. So we have now heard back from two of our three federal applications, the two from the Federal Rail Administration, Fed State Partnership and CRISI, um, which we were not recipients of. Uh, but we're expecting announcements of the third, which is through the Office of the Secretary and the D Department of Transportation in the coming weeks, which is MEGA. Um, MEGA was a combined NOFO with two other grant applications. They've announced the first awards, Rural, uh, and are making their way through RAISE and MEGA uh, in the coming weeks or months. So we hope to have some uh, award news to share with you, possibly at our, our January meeting. On the state side, um, with the state facing an announced $68 billion deficit, uh, we are focusing our advocacy in Sacramento on current discussions to renew the cap-and-trade program, which is a key funding source for the transit and intercity rail capital program. As you recall, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission endorsed the portal project for $500 million in future TIRCP uh, funds, and uh, having the capacity to issue that multi-year award is effectively contingent upon that extension. So it's something that we're actively interested in, along with uh, many other transit partners who are looking for that as a long-term transit uh, funding source. Regionally, the MTC has been spearheading an effort to explore a regional transportation measure for 2026, um, and they discussed that at their uh, recent joint legislation meeting last Friday. Uh, MTC staff expects to share more information at their January meetings, and we'll update you as we hear more. Um, they presented some specific polling information and potential sources um, and are working their way through uh, what could be a possible funding solution coming forward. Finally, uh, two financial notes. One, um, prior to advancing our early procurement documents I referenced in the spring, you'll hear more uh, in our look ahead and later in the agenda. We'll provide an update on what these grant announcements and uh, awards or lack thereof mean for our forecasted cash flow uh, and expected to deliver that as part of our financial look ahead, um, probably in the January or February board meeting. Um, and finally, typically we bring our fiscal year-end June 30th financial statements to you at this meeting in December at the end of the calendar year. However, with the various transitions in the finance division, uh, we've been working with our auditors and expect to bring that to you in the February board meeting um, as we consider our preliminary operating projections for the coming uh, fiscal year. So this concludes my uh, director's report. I'm happy to answer any questions you have before we answer, uh, invite Ari Walsh to give the facilities update. Thank you. Directors, any questions? 
I'm not seeing any, so let's learn about the silent disco ugly sweater and other events at the facility <laughs> before we take any public comments. <laughs> Good morning, Director G, or Chair G and Directors. Uh, we made it. 2023 is almost over, and I'm happy to have gotten through it with all of you. Uh, our fourth annual Winterfest, as Director Vanderwater had mentioned, uh, was kicked off with a holiday park lighting party. Uh, as we can see here in the top left, our lovely electric train, although not as cool as some others, uh, was down in the bottom left, but was a great photo op for families and everyone uh, to come out. Uh, in the top middle here, we have our silent disco. Uh, we had Circus Bella perform on Saturday as well. And then we closed out with a, a holiday wreath making, which the park has never smelled better. It's really awesome. Um, popular programs for 2023 will be no surprise to you. Uh, Bollywood Nights uh, was one of our top performers, along with yoga, midday music, and of course, Toddler Thursday. Park updates. So uh, throughout the year, we hosted 650 free events open to the public and uh, welcomed over 30,000 attendees. The road to serving 30,000 people with 650 free events uh, was paved with nine programs per week during winter time and then around 20 events during summertime. So really making use of that sunlight. Also, we have some new signage uh, going on the ground floor to help encourage and entice people to come up to the park and visit. Uh, one neat one that we've got here is a bird's eye view, uh, which will be going on our Beale Street uh, elevator bank. Uh, moving to things a little less fun, uh, we've been keeping an eye on the economy in San Francisco. Uh, we took a look at the report from Ted Egan at the San Francisco Office of Economic Analysis. Um, we're seeing some upticks in employment and with uh, SFO activity, but we are seeing other things like ridership uh, a little bit flat. So less impressive there. But we are keeping an eye on that. We're also keeping an eye on the real estate market and making sure we take advantage of timing and um, being strategic with that timing. Moving right along into retail leasing, we've got Modi who recently started working on their outdoor patio. So it's a little bit of a construction zone out there, but they are going as fast as they can. We're looking for a March, April opening date, keeping my fingers crossed that there's no other delays. And then we've got Bear Bottle ramping up right now. Uh, they've got their architectural drawings done and we're working to help approve their plans to get them into the Grand Hall. That construction will actually be very quick. It's just a simple beer kiosk with some fun uh, games. If anybody likes to lose in shuffleboard, let me know. I'll meet you down there. <laughs> and with that, I'll be closing out and want to make sure I call attention to all of our current tenants. Happy to answer any questions. All right, number one, thank you for Winterfest. And thank everybody, because it was a team effort. I mean, Absolutely. Lighting up the park, security, everybody. It was just a great event. And just the park looks great. And, and thank you also Especially to the East Cut neighborhood thank for you, their Chair. contributions. Directors, any questions on the facility report or executive director report? 
Not seeing any, Neela, any public comment? All right, we'll check for public comment online. We do have a member of the public that's raised their hand. Uh, excuse me, I should check in the room first. No public comment in the room. Uh, moderator, if you could please let the um, caller in. Uh, good morning, uh, Director Strong of Brand San Jose. Um, my comments relate to the uh, Executive Director's report. Um, it is true that um, President Biden announced a $3 billion grant um, for the uh, California High Speed Rail Authority, but I think it should be noted that the President uh, made the announcement in Las Vegas, not in Central Valley. And the reason why the President was in Las Vegas is because he announced another grant, also for $3 million, which is for the 218-mile Brightline West high-speed line between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. This line is expected to be completed in four years in, times, in time for the 2028 uh, Olympics at a cost of $12 billion, including $8 billion funded with private activity bonds. The reason I bring this to your attention is that at the federal level, it's going to be very difficult um, to compare an $8 billion, one-and-a-half-mile extension from Fulton King to um, at the Cisco Transit Center with a 200 nearly 220-mile high-speed line. And that I'll, I'll leave that um, uh, for your thought. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Are there any other members of the public wishing to comment on the executive director's report, item number five? Seeing none, you can go ahead and move into your next item. Uh, the um, next item is the Citizens Advisory Committee update and directors. Uh, we have uh, CAC Vice Chair Brian Shaw with us today to address you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Chair G and directors. Brian Shaw, Vice Chair of the TJPA Citizens Advisory Committee, providing this report for our meeting for December, which was held this past Tuesday. The meeting was held with a quorum. During the staff report, a CAC member asked if the recent federal grant to high-speed rail would impact future federal funding for the portal. Staff said the grant was Federal Rail Administration Fund versus FTA funds. A CAC member asked if the state budget deficit will impact state funds for TJPA. Staff said that those funds to are cap and trade and are not affected by the budget deficit. Facilities update report, a CAC member recommended that physical signs be placed on street level at the transit center to inform passersby about events such as the Winterfest taking place in the Salesforce Park. It was also suggested to make use of social media influencers to promote Salesforce Park events. The East Cut has been doing this successfully for their events. After a request from a CAC member, all elevators at the Transit Center will have audible chimes to help those with vision impairments make use of the elevators. A CAC member asked about what kind of retail spaces are left for leases. Staff said primarily restaurants, health and wellness spaces are available. 
We heard an update on the portal program. A CSC member asked if previous experience with bidders and TJPA will be a factor in selection of contracts. Staff said there will be a scoring system with other agencies included in the scoring to determine the award of work. A CSC member recommended that TJPA have talking points about the cost for the portal being around $8 billion. Also, it was recommended to develop an elevator pitch for supporting the portal, including the cost of not building it to the region in terms of economic development, environmental issues, and access. A CSC member recommended that Caltrain service not be interrupted during the work for the portal at 4th and Townsend Rail Yard. A CSC member asked about Link 21, if that project could accommodate both BART and conventional rail. During public comment, a member of the public asked why the Amtrak bus to Emeryville does not serve the transit center directly and, makes, and, and therefore is not able to make use of the direct link to the Bay Bridge. And we added an agenda item, which is to have a presentation on how travel modes, travel models are being updated to reflect post-COVID travel. That concludes my report. Great. Thank you for joining us today in person. Directors, any questions? Any questions, any public comment, Neela, on the CAC report? Let's see if we have public comment in the room. Seeing none, checking online. So we have no members of the public wishing to address you under this item. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy holidays. All right, we can, um, one moment. Mr. Patrick, is is this okay? The next item, alrighty. All right, next item up on the agenda is item seven uh, for uh, an opportunity for members of the public to address the authority on matters that are not on today's calendar but in the jurisdiction. And we have Mr. Patrick with us. Good morning, Board of Directors, and Merry Christmas. I wanted to uh, talk about several things uh, about the Transit Center. Uh, number one, uh, there's lacking in the first floor area where per diem is located. There's no real Christmas spirit. There's no nothing. There's a roll-up steel door. There's vacant spaces. There's no excitement. I hope per diem stays there, but we need more promotions. How about the, the authority working on joint promotions where Every customer gets a, a coupon to go to either per diem or Charlie's Steakhouse or the other places. We need to do more marketing, more marketing, particularly for the first floor level. I think we're very weak there. And architecturally, we're weak in the looks. And of course, on the other side of the tr transit center, we're very weak. We don't have any tenants. Speaking of tenants, I think we should drop the requirement for having uh, union work done on uh, tenant improvements. Why force the tenants to pay extra money for that? That's a mistake. And uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So what can I say? Uh, I think we can do a lot better. And uh, I'd like to get more tenants down there and like to see the activity. So I think more marketing, broader marketing, in a little different approach. 
And how about a new real estate agent to get things going and get things moving? So we're not making those things happen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any other members of the public in the room? Seeing none. Checking for comment online. Moderator, please let the caller in. Hello, uh, directors, and uh, thank you again for the opportunity. Um, I believe my uh, friend Brian um, did not um, mention quite an extensive discussion uh, that took at the uh, place at the CAC. Uh, whereby um, Paul Bendix, uh, some of you may know, um, brought up the the twin ball alternative, which essentially uh, became viable once the uh, third track approach to the um, uh, transit center was abandoned. And in particular, um, Paul had some really, really good questions about whether anybody had looked at the uh, cross-trail project in London, which as uh, some of you may know, uh, included 12 miles of tunnels under the London underground, uh, which were built uh, at a cost of $2 billion, uh, including two underground stations. Um, so in closing, what I would like uh, to do is to attract your attention to a, a YouTube uh, video, uh, which is entitled DTX Fly Flyover, which shows the path of what the DTX was like if it had been designed by a, a crosswave designers. And what you will find in there are some quite unique concepts. It's how you can possibly do a crossover in a um, pre-ball tunnel without cut and cover. That's what those two covers are, the direct replicas of uh, crossrail um, uh, crossovers. And last but not least, the portal on 23rd Street, which, by the way, is the portal for the, the PAX, the PAX, is a direct replica of the Royal Oak portal for Crossrail, just east of Paddington, which is where the initial uh, TBM launch took place. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that concludes members of the public that want to comment under that item. Can go ahead and move into your consent calendar. All right, where well, all matters listed are considered to be routine and will be acted upon by single vote. There will be no separate discussion of the items unless a member of the board or the public so requests, in which event the matter would be removed from the consent calendar and considered separately. Uh, we'll check for public comment in the room on any of the items listed. Seeing none and checking online, uh, seeing none. Your items are 8.1, approving the minutes of the November 9th, 2023 meeting, item 8.2, authorizing the executive director to execute an extension of the alternate rent period contemplated under the third amendment in the, to the lease agreement with Vanga. Item 8.3, authorizing the executive director to execute a second amendment to the lease agreement with uh, Charlie's. And item 8.4, authorizing the executive director to execute a fifth amendment to the lease agreement with Transbay Fitness. Directors? would you like to do item for action consent thank you director john baptiste second thank you director forbes all right with the first and the second uh director forbes aye forbes aye director john baptiste aye john baptiste aye director lipkin aye lipkin aye director syed aye syed aye director tumlin aye tumlin aye vice chair mandelman aye mandelman aye and chair g yes g aye as well 
the consent calendar is approved. Thank you. Directors, due to scheduling, we'd like to kind of move two items up, um, items number 14 and 17 before consent. Is that acceptable? Okay. All right. So, folks, we're going to go ahead and move up item 14 and then 17 prior to the closed session. With that, item 14 is the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Executive Steering Committee update and status of the downtown rail extension, work plan, schedule, and funding update to be presented by Caltrain Executive Director, Ms. Michelle Bouchard, followed by uh, Alfonso Rodriguez and Executive Director Vandewater. Good morning, Chair G, Directors. Uh, happy holidays to you all. Um, before I go into my um, prepared remarks, I wanted to thank uh, Executive Director Adam Vanderwater. I'd like to thank you for coming down to, t to talk nice to Nice to meet you, Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it's been a long week. It's not Friday yet. Um, thank you so much for coming down to give two uh, long presentations. Um, we gave one to one of our committees on uh, an item that you're going to hear a little bit later on the 4KY work in the rail yard. And then um, I think it was a really great opportunity uh, at the full board to educate them about the full project. Um, and so really appreciated, Chair G, you facilitating that discussion. So on to my prepared remarks. Um, at its November meeting, the ESC discussed the importance of extending the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Memorandum of Understanding, providing ample time for the IPMT to develop elements of a successor agreement consistent with the board-adopted governance blueprint. The ESC supported IPMT's recommendation to extend the current MOU to May of next year. This recommendation is on your agenda today for consideration. The portal civil and tunnel construction contract procurement is underway. We are awaiting receipt of progressive design build team's qualifications, and they're due on January 31st of 2024. Currently, the project delivery team is actively engaged with IPMT in completing the next step in the procurement process, namely the request for proposal, a progressive design build delivery method chosen for the largest individual contract of the portal provides an opportunity to jointly complete design with engagement by the operators and the contractor. While this particular delivery method is fairly new in the transit industry, the team continues to incorporate lessons learned from those procurements and progressive design development experience for projects of this size and complexity. What stands out from all this is the need for transparency, teamwork, and partnership from all parties involved. Working together with transparency and accountability, we have the opportunity to serve as a model for mega transit project delivery, implementing a governance structure that supports an integrated project delivery team across the partner agencies. Um, and this concludes my comments. Before I turn it over to Alfonso, I do want to um, put out there that um, Caltrain, while it is transforming itself, and we're going to have a new home at the Transbay, is going to be celebrating its 160th anniversary of passenger rail service. And so uh, I wanted to put out there that all of you should expect an invitation to a celebration uh, in January. So thank you very much. Good morning, Chair G, members of the board. Um, I wanted to point out we are on track for, uh, to bring to the board in February a recommendation for an award of our program management, construction management contract. But we do have a few changes on some of the construction procurement uh, schedule items, and I'll cover those next. 
Um, we have shifted um, our presentation to the board and, our, and the request of your action to release the request for proposal for the civil and tunnel progressive design build construction contract from March to April. Just last week, we, we released an addendum to the request for qualifications for that same contract, providing an additional month uh, to submit their qualifications, uh, which will now be due, as you heard, at the, at the end of January. I'd like to point out there is great interest out there in this contract. It is the largest contract of our entire program. And uh, we felt that it was just better to provide an opportunity and not require these submissions over the holiday period and give the respondents another month. Um, the track and systems procurement has also shifted to more closely follow uh, with the civil and tunnel construction or contract procurement. Our schedule calls for award of the civil and tunnel construction contract before track and systems and station fit out. So that's why we've shifted those other two contract uh, procurement releases. With the board's action last month shifting station fit out for the 4th and Townsend station to the progressive design build uh, civil and tunnel contract, our schedule did provide uh, relief that allowed us to shift the station fit out um, procurement, not just by a month, but several months. So that's why it's the RFQ release is just outside the horizon of this look ahead. Our baseline budget and schedule action uh, that we will present to the board also shifted because as Adam, our executive director pointed out, we expect to receive news from the FTA in January, possibly February, on um, our admittance to the entry to engineering uh, phase of the capital investment grant program. Uh, do want to remind the board that once FTA completes the rating, and of course we're hoping for a favorable rating, we go into a 30-day blackout period. So that adds almost a full month from when the work is done to when we're notified. Um, we expect to complete our baseline work after we receive news of our entry to engineering. And with our work with IPMT and the presentation of the ESC preceding your action, it shifted the baseline out to April. Subject to the board's approval uh, today on our MOU, um, or extending the MOU with our agency partners, we plan to have a successor MOU presented to the board in May for your consideration. This is the MOU that, uh, that develops and, 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 and uh, uh, identifies a governance structure for this next phase of our project. And finally, in June, we plan to present our agreement with Caltrain for the work we'll jointly perform at the 4th and King Rail Yard uh, to facilitate uh, that rail transit connection to the portal and um, bringing service into downtown San Francisco. So that concludes those items that we expect to present to the board in the next six months. Some, there might be some changes as we move forward, but this is what, what we're forecasting today. Um, Adam, did you have some comments? Directors, only to add as I kicked off that uh, we plan to come to you with an updated graphic and a more nuanced kind of look ahead on our cash flow. Um, the grant applications that we continue to submit um, for any project like this, we have to carve out a unique set of scope um, for those. 
The $97 million Fed State application was to advance some of the high-speed rail-specific design, um, so we'll need to find a different source for those funds. The mega grant that we are awaiting word on in the next month or so uh, is for some of the advanced works, utility relocation-type work, um, and that is a $117 million federal grant to match an equivalent amount of local source funds. Um, the $30 million in Chrissy that we've previously announced did not uh, award was for a, another uh, scope of work. So uh, what what we want to have a robust discussion with you about is as we advance the procurement, as Alfonso just outlined, um, what are the funding sources for each scope of work um, and what is the runway for those scopes of work so that we can confidently issue a notice to proceed because we're very eager to get the contractor on board uh, to advance us past 30% design and help think us help us think through constructability, efficiency, phasing, other things um, that impact cost, schedule, and, and outreach, um, but only to do so on a cash flow basis. So uh, we look forward to having that discussion with you in the new year. I don't have a separate visual for you today, but if you can visually recall the pie chart of funding sources, we had two 211 million of current applications, 97 was for that Fed state, which went to our partners at High Speed Rail largely, as well as other projects across the nation, um, and then the remainder, that 117, one, you know, 117 was for Mega, um, that we should hope to announce shortly. So that's the funding update for today. Thank you. Director John Deptiste looks like he, we're ready with the questions. So. Yeah, this is um, raising a question for me, which I'm assuming we'll discuss in January. But I'm I'm curious about the timing of the contract management, the the I can't remember what it's called. The keep an eye on things. The PMCM. The PM. Yes, thank you. Um, the timing of that and how it matches up with the funding questions that remain. Um, so just when we're talking about it next month, it'd be helpful for me at least to understand what bodies of work are sort of durable and lasting, yes. which ones are contingent and how those pieces fit together. In addition to cash flow, it seems like another you know, part of the formula, um, just so we can keep it straight and understand where we're making smart, calculated investments given ongoing uncertainty. Absolutely, and share the sentiment. We've been working internally as a team to focus exactly on that. So take, for example, our right-of-way program. There are certain things, uh, environmental site assessments, which is a site condition geotechnical analysis, which is sort of evergreen and can last for many years. And there are other things appraisals, which are very market-driven and have a shelf life of maybe six months. And so um, we, we need to time the um, the ones with a short uh, shelf life until just in time, um, but the others we can do in advance um, so that we can get those schedule-dependent activities complete uh, and be able to capitalize on investment um, and funding opportunities. Very good. Other questions, directors? Not seeing any. Very good. And thank you for joining us at the Caltrain board meeting last um, week. And directors, the trivia question for everyone is, since we weren't there 160 years ago, who was president at that time? So I think it was Abraham Lincoln when we started commuter rail. <laughs> uh, public comment? All right. Uh, checking in the room for public comment. Seeing none, we do have members on uh, line. Uh, moderator, if you could please let the first caller in. Good morning, directors. Happy holidays. This is Michael Baldini, resident of Napa. I'm also on the Policy Advisory Council. 
28 years with Southern Pacific Union Pacific in track construction operations and so on and so forth. I, I'm a little hesitant about supporting uh, this going further with a couple of S curves, I believe to be the tightest radius curves in the entire high-speed rail system, and flangeware servicing of now a two-throat uh, yard to six tracks uh, it, uh, and three platforms. It just doesn't make sense. From a passenger arriving from Los Angeles, I hit the ground at 4th Street. I'm on my way, and then with station dwell time and that, those sharp curves into the station, uh, I'm, I'm at my destination rather than getting that last mile. And that last mile doesn't even serve BART or, or Muni. I have to take a walk. Uh, why not send this thing up 7th or 5th Street to Powell or, or, or uh, Civic Center where you have empty buildings that you use as stations and cut the cost here. The original, which you cite in your website, Grand Central, 67 tracks uh, and six-throat yard, and that's what you compare yourself with. I, I think that's uh, not fair to the public. And that cost in today's dollars about $2.5 billion, but you're ready to spend $8 billion on, on a, just a couple of miles. It just makes no sense. I know you have a huge investment in the Salesforce Tower and so on and so forth, but uh, let it sit. It's not worth it. When we're facing shortfalls here in transportation throughout California, this seems like an extravagant gift to yourselves. Thanks very much. Caller, moderate next caller, please. Caller, caller, you are unmuted. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, uh, so, uh, this is Roland Coburn again. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I would like to thank. Um, uh, Director uh, Van der Walter for attending the uh, uh, the Caltrain uh, board meeting uh, last week, but I would like to take this opportunity to follow up on a question uh, by uh, Director Davis, uh, which would indicate that the, the time may be that rather getting buried in the weeds in contract procurements and and God knows what else, we should be stepping back and. Um, maybe uh, provide this board and the Catherine board uh, a more detailed uh, communication about what is really going on on the uh, Townsend Street and, and obviously the uh, impact uh, on munis. Um, but we also want to really start looking as to why we are even going anywhere near the Catherine Yard, why we are impacting the yard, I mean, let alone the underlying prologis assets. And as far as we could tell in the, in the Catherine board, prologis are not even part of the conversation. Um, the, okay, let me just wrap up here. We're looking at over $300 million of contracts here. And I think this would be a good time to see how we could be repurposing this $300 million to advance the PAX, the, the PACs, the PAX, uh, including the potential for connecting the N line and the 16th Street third back, turn back track on 7th Street. I hope that makes sense, and my time's up. Thank you. All right. Thank you, caller. 
That concludes members of the public that wanted to comment on item 14. Thank you. Let's move with item 16, or 17. Uh, se yep. 17. Uh, we'll go ahead and down to item 17, the conceptual approval of Caltrain as a delivery agency for the 4th and King Yard Preparation Package B at grade track and systems contract, conditioned on final terms to be presented to the TJPA board for approval in the planned 4th and King Yard Agreement. And we have Alfonso. Sure, I have a brief uh, presentation. The item authorizes Caltrain to serve as the delivery agency for the 4th and King Rail Yard Track and Systems Relocation Work. And we call this contract 21-4KYB. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for these acronyms. Contract, um, any, I'm sorry. Contract 21-4KYB. You know what, I'm probably not gonna just say that. I'll call it the rail yard contract, how about that? Um, and, um, this would be, of course, subject to approval of the 4th and King Rail Yard Agreement, which we plan on bringing before the board, our respective boards, uh, for adoption next year. So the board may recall that we brought certain project delivery contract packaging changes last month, which included the separation of the work to be performed at the Caltrain Rail Yard into the two contract packages. I'll just say contract A and B. Contract A includes demolition and site preparation along the north frontage, of the rail yard along Townsend Street. And that allows DTX to begin construction of the tunnel and the underground 4th and King Station, um, I'm sorry, 4th and Townsend Station. Contract B includes the surface track work and systems work within the rail yard and along Caltrain's main yard all the way south, uh, main line, excuse me, all the way south to 16th Street. And that of course provides for the future connection into the portal project through a U-wall that, that is actually in the rail yard. The separation of these two packages uh, provides the collective team, and when I refer to team going forward, I mean TJPA and Caltrain now, um, with the opportunity to better manage risk for the work and the risk associated with construction on the rail yard for safe transit operations um, and, of course, uh, construction safety. Now, Caltrain took, as you heard, a similar action to their board on December 7th to obtain approval to implement a construction manager general contractor delivery approach known as CMGC. Um, and that's to deliver the package B work, the work on the rail yard. And of course, again, this is subject to approval of the rail yard agreement that our two agencies will consider uh, next year. So staff is recommending the board's approval uh, for the, or actually staff is recommending uh, approval of the conceptual approach of having Caltrain to serve as the delivery agency for the Fourth and King site preparation package B work conditioned on the final terms of the planned rail yard agreement we intend to present to this board uh, next spring, possibly early summer. That concludes my presentation. I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Alfonso. Directors, any questions? Or Michelle, did you want to make any additions to the presentation? Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that um, you know this uh, recommendation is a result of some very thoughtful work um, that has worked its way through the IPMT and the ESC, uh, and it is very much about identifying where the risks lie and what parties are uh, best suited to mitigate those risks. So, just wanted to reiterate some of the statements that um, Alfonso said. Thank you. Thank you, directors. Any questions? Director John Baptiste. I'm um, not so much a question, but a comment, if that's please, okay. Please, please. Um, so I, you know, I'm supportive of this uh, in concept, and I understand how this mitigates operational risk to the railroad. 
I think it introduces, I mean, in, in all of these situations, we are going to have some tension between cost and um, kind of continuity of operation. And so as you're thinking about the terms of the agreement and how the two parties are working together, given that the the cost controls really sit with TJPA, the operational considerations sit with Caltrain, I'll, I just would encourage you to figure out how to um, kind of put a process in place that allows those things to be balanced. Um, they both matter, and obviously there are trade-offs which create some level of tension. So, But broadly speaking, I am supportive of this as a concept. Thank you, Director John Baptiste. Those were the, some of the same comments at the Caltrain AMP committee meeting about cost management, cost control, given the complexity. So I'm glad we're all on the same page on that. <laughs> Directors, other questions? Public comment? All right, checking for public comment in the room. On the item, seeing none, checking online. No members of the public uh, wishing to address you under this item. So this is uh, action. Item for action, directors, what would you like to do? Move approval. Thank you, Director John Baptiste. Is there a second? Second. Thank you, Vice Chair Mandelman. All right, with the first and second, Director Forbes. Aye. Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste. Aye. John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin. Aye. Lipkin, aye. Director Syed. Aye. Syed, aye. Director Tumlin. Aye. Tumlin, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. And Chair G. Yes. G, aye as well. Item 17 is approved. Thank you. Let's go back to our closed session. All right. At this time, we'll move on uh, back up to uh, closed session where um, pursuant to government code section 54956.9, we'll verify though first if there is public comment on the item scheduled for discussion in closed session. Checking for public comment in the room. Seeing none. Checking for public comment online. Seeing none. We'll go ahead and clear the room both physically and virtually.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
And, and the okay. And if you can end it right over there to the right. All right, great. Okay, the uh, TJPA Board of Directors meeting of December 14th is back in session. And in regards to item 12, announcement of closed session, there is no action to report. Move on to item 13, please. All right, moving into your regular calendar, item 13 is adopting an amended baseline budget for phase one of the Trans Bay Transit Center program in the amount of uh, 2.2784 and a corresponding amendment number three to the fiscal year 23-24 capital budget for phase one. And Ron Alameda of San Francisco Public Works, the Director of Design and Construction for phase one of the Trans Bay program, will present. Uh, good morning, board members. Uh, Ron Alameda, Director of Design and Construction for Phase 1, and we're eager to uh, move forward with uh, that much closer to closing the book on Phase 1. Um, so this uh, um, item is to adopt uh, an amendment to the baseline budget of Phase 1 of the Trans Bay Transit Center program in the amount of... <coughs> 2.278400,000 dollars and the corresponding amendment for number three for the fiscal year um, capital budget of phase one. And we're recommending that the uh, baseline budget uh, is amended by $19 million principally to reflect uh, reconciliation of expenses and recoveries related to the Girder Fisher and subsequent settlement uh, payment to the TJPA, as well as to uh, continue to close out of the remaining construction manager, general construction, CMGC, trade packages for phase one construction. And if there's any questions, I can address them. Ron, thank you. Good to see you. And don't take this the wrong way. We look forward to having not seeing you anymore on yeah. phase one. You, 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 yes. I'm, I'm eagerly looking to close this book. We are also. So, directors, any questions for Ron? Any public no, comment? Seeing none, we'll check for public comment in the room. Seeing none, checking for public comment online. There are no members of the public uh, wishing to comment on this item. Director's item for action, is there a motion? Vice Chair Mandelman, is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Director Forbes. Roll call, please. All right, with the first and the second, uh, Director Forbes? Aye. Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste? Aye. John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin? Aye. Lipkin, aye. Director Syed? Aye. Syed, aye. Director Tumlin? Aye. Tumlin, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. And Chair G? Yes. G, aye as well. Directors, item 13 is approved. We'll go ahead and jump over to item 15 since we called 14 right. earlier. Ron, thank you very much. All right, item 15 is approving a final relocation plan for phase two of the Trans Bay program, the downtown rail extension, also known as the portal, developed in accordance with federal and state regulations. And we have John Updike, our real estate manager, presenting the item. Good morning, Chair G, members of the board. 
So uh, last month, uh, we were here to give you a preview of the relocation plan and outline what the purpose of that is. Uh, at that time, the public comment period opened. Uh, we then closed that public comment period on the 4th of December. It was out for 30 days uh, through a website posting as well as mailings to all owners and all occupants that have, of potentially affected properties along the alignment. As a result of that outreach, uh, four inquiries were received. Those were either by phone or by email and really responded to on the spot, just questions about the schedule or fairly simple questions and not official comments. We've noted each of those to you in the staff report, but because they are not official comments, they do not become uh, adjustments to the plan itself. We did receive one official comment letter from Prologis as the owner of the uh, Caltrain yard, uh, expressing some concerns regarding some mapping and references that were made. Uh, we took those to heart, uh, made a few adjustments to our maps, uh, made a detailed uh, figure that uh, shows all of the potential impacts to the uh, Prologis property and also met with uh, Prologis directly over the past week. Uh, and they were certainly appeared to be satisfied uh, with the uh, changes that we made. And we reviewed those with them and answered their questions about the project. So at this point, we now have a final relocation plan, which is posted as part of this agenda item. And we seek your approval of that. Happy to answer any questions you might have. John, thank you very much. Directors, any questions? Not seeing any public comment. All right, checking for public comment in the room. Seeing none, checking for public comment online. There are no members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Very good. Item for action, directors, is there a motion? Vice Chair Manman, is there a second? Second. Thank you, Director Tumlin. Roll call, please. All right, the first and a second, Director Forbes. Aye. Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste. Aye. John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin. Aye. Lipkin, aye. Director Syed. Aye. Syed, aye. Director Tumlin. Aye. Tumlin, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. And Chair G. Yes. G, aye as well. <laughs> Directors, item 15 is approved. Go ahead and call item 16. Please. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Item 16 is consider uh, authorizing the board chair to execute the second amendment to the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Memorandum of Understanding to extend the term of the agreement to May 10th, 2024. And... Um, thank you, Chair G. Members of the board, this item is um, asking for board's consideration to extend the current memorandum of understanding on the uh, Peninsula Rail Agreement that we have with our agency partners. Announce your name at the beginning since I didn't announce it because uh, the people online. Uh, uh, directors, my name is Alfonso Rodriguez, project director of the portal project. Thank you. Um, so let's see. The uh, MOU is merely an extension to the current um, agreement that we have that expires at the end of this year. Um, this item was brought before the ESC at its last meeting and, and has its recommendation for uh, to the board for your adoption. We do plan on spending uh, the next series of many months uh, with IPMT to develop um, the construct that the blueprint outlined, the various elements, the integrated management team, the change control board, executive working group, and refining how the, um, the different bodies um, communicate and report up. We are making good progress, but we'd have, we, there's just a lot of work that lies ahead of us, so we do believe that the extension 
to May 10th is warranted, and we're asking for your consideration to do so. <clears throat> okay. Adam, did you want to say anything <clears throat> at that? Directors only to underscore what Director Rodriguez mentioned. We've had a robust discussion at the IPMT and the ESC. I think we're in uh, broad agreement across the stakeholders that going to May 10th allows us the opportunity to adopt a successor MOU here at this body by your May 9th meeting um, and allows those uh, staff members that are working on uh, developing those details to put their focus on some of the pre-procurement documentation that is really time sensitive now um, as they continue to advance the policy questions that underlie that new governance so we can bring you a robust document in May. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Directors, any questions? Any comments? Any public comment? Checking for public comment in the room? Seeing none. Checking for public comment online. There was a hand raised. It has uh, gone back down. So um, giving them a moment. It doesn't appear you have members <clears throat> of the public wishing to address you under this item. Very good. Thank you. Directors, is there a motion? I'll make a motion. Thank you, Director Forbes. I think Vice Chair Mandelman will second that. All right. Roll call, please. All right. Uh, Director Forbes. Aye. Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste. Aye. John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin. Aye. Lipkin, aye. Director Syed. Aye. Syed, aye. Director Tumlin. Aye. Tumlin, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. And Chair G. Yes. G, aye as well. Item 16 is approved. Go ahead and jump over to item 18. Please. All right. 18 is uh, authorizing the executive director to execute a declaration of site restrictions for the relinquishment of power of termination for Transbay Parcel I Double Prime to facilitate the San Francisco Office of Community Investment and Infrastructure's development of the planned under ramp park. And we have um, R.E. Walsh to introduce the item. Good morning again, Chair G and Directors. Robert Walsh. Uh, oh, I just changed my name. Ari Walsh, uh, Facility Director for TJPA, uh, here to present uh, Item 18. Uh, TJPS. Wow. <laughs> TJPA staff request that the TJPA Board authorize the Executive Director to execute a declaration of site restrictions for the relinquishment of power of termination for Parcel I Prime, declaration of site restrictions, which is another step on the path to the realization of Under Ramp Park, now known as the East Cut Sports and Dog Park. Delivery of the park will be will require several future discretionary actions and approvals, including approvals by the TJPA, OCII, City and County of San Francisco, the East Cut CBD, Caltrans, and others. With that, I invite Benjamin Brandon, Transbay Project Manager from OCII, to provide a brief update. Also available to answer questions is Pierre Lagarde from East Cut CBD, and that's it. Thank you, Ari. Good morning, Chair G, uh, directors. Uh, I'm Benjamin Brandon with uh, OCII. I'm the Transbay Project Manager. Uh, the current status for Underramp Park is that we are in the design development phase. Uh, you may recall that we were back in front of you um, about six months ago um, with the schematic design for your review. Uh, that was approved, and with that approval, we moved into uh, de design development drawings. Um, we are proceeding, and currently we're at the 50% design development phase. Um, we expect to be at 100% in the next few months, uh, at which point we would move into construction documentation. Uh, as Ari said, there are still numerous uh, discretionary approvals that are needed, um, including permitting of the project, um, you know, submission of plans and specs both to the TJPA and to Caltrans um, for engineering reviews as well. So the project is making good progress. Um, 
this step is necessary because uh, going back to the beginning of the project area, uh, Caltrans had uh, the right to possess this, this parcel. Um, and without this declaration of restrictions, uh, restricting this parcel for a park use, uh, Caltrans could reclaim the parcel. So this de declaration of restrictions will allow us to continue forward uh, with developing the park and then permanently restrict it for a park use. Um, I think that the original agreements required that we had this uh, executed by January 1st of 2024, so we are right at the limit. Um, and the requirement also states that the park has to be completed by January 1st of 2028. So we're on a quick timeline to get it all done, um, but we don't have any reason to believe that we won't get there. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have as well. Yeah. Ben, thank you very much. Directors, any questions? Director Lipkin? Uh, just a quick question on the very tail end of what you just described. Uh, what does it mean to take today's action in terms of TJPA's obligations to complete the park by 2028? Um, what it means for the TJPA simply is that it's, it, this, the TJPA is stating to Caltrans um, that it is restricting this parcel for this specific use. The TJPA does not have an obligation to finish the park, OCII does, and I wanna make that explicitly clear. The TJPA does not have any obligation to fund the park. Um, it doesn't have any obligation to complete the park. Uh, that obligation sits solely with OCII. Um, the TJPA is our partner. It will be the ultimate landowner or land controller for Underant Park, um, but the plan for uh, management of the park is that the Eastcut CBD will enter into a management agreement with the TJPA. Um, to fulfill that role of managing the park. So OCII effectively serves as the developer of the park. We're responsible for raising all of the money for its uh, design, engineering, and construction, um, ensuring that the park is delivered, uh, upon which the TJPA could enter into that operations agreement with the East Cut CBD for the park's management. Does that answer your question? Yep, that helps. Well, that's a great summary, thank you. Mm -hmm. Other questions, directors? I'm not seeing any public comment. All right, I do see a member of the public online. Do you want to check in the room to see if there are any members of the public wishing to comment? Seeing none. Uh, moderator, if you can go ahead and let the caller in. Hello again, uh, directors. Um, I cannot tell you how personally I am excited about this um, item uh, finally um, coming up to you uh, for approval, which basically we now have a path to eventually uh, getting this park that everybody's been waiting for for literally, uh, I guess, uh, decades. Um, and I hope that you will approve this uh, unanimously. Uh, but in closing, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for the privilege uh, to share thoughts on this um, exciting project over the, the last year. And I would like to wish you all um, happy holidays uh, to you and yours. Um, otherwise known as Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year where I come from. Thank you. Thank you, caller. That concludes members of the public that wanted to address you under that item. Thank you, Neela. Directors, is there a motion to action for action? Vice Chair Mandelman, second. I'll second. Thank you, Director Jean-Baptiste. All right. Uh, with that, Director Forbes. Aye. Forbes, aye. Director Jean-Baptiste. Aye. Jean-Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin. Yes. Lipkin, I. Director Syed? Aye. Syed, I. Director Tumlin? Aye. Tumlin, I. Vice Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, I. And Chair G? Yes. Aye as well. Item 18 is approved. 
Directors, I think that concludes the business of the Transbay Joint Powers Board of Directors for 2023. So with that, happy holidays. Be safe, be well, enjoy with your family, friends, and everyone else. We will see you in the new year. Meeting adjourned. Thank you.